All right. Hi, this is Cassie Wagler. Today is December 8th, right? Yes, 2015. Um, I'm here at the Mikio Senior Center at about 11.15 in the morning. Um, and I am here with... Yolanda Diaz. Great. Um, so, Yolanda, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Um, can you tell me a little bit about when, when did you first... Um, moved to Red Hook, or when did you first come to Red Hook? I moved in Red Hook in 1977. That's 38 years ago. It was um, March, March 7, 1977. And what brought you here? Well, I used to live in Fifth Avenue, 13th Street, and then we had applied for housing, and then they called our number, and we was very happy to move to housing. Um, and where would you been living before that? Uh, I come from Queens, Elmhurst, okay. Queens, and uh, I was in Queens for about six years. And um, but my whole family was right here in Brooklyn because I grew up in Brooklyn, so it was happy. You know, it was a happy time to be united with the family right here in Brooklyn. Okay. And um, what did you think when when you first moved here in 1976? Like, what did you think of this place? Like, what did you think of Red Hook? What were your impressions? Do you remember? Well, it was 77, and um, it was cold, and it was kind of dirty, and I wasn't used to this situation like this, because where I came from, it was more cleaner. It was a lot of snow and a lot of garbage, so it was not a happy time for us. You know, we really was scared. You could say scared. Mm -hmm. And at the same afternoon that we moved, there was a shooting in front of the building, and that was terrifying for me. I, I really wanted to go back home to Queens. I wanted to go back, but the situation wasn't good, so I knew that I had to make it work, and we did. We did. My baby, he was uh, two years old when I brought him here, and we was a family of three, my husband, the baby, and I. So, you know, it was concern. It was a big concern for us, but we stayed. Mm -hmm. And how did you make it work? Like, what did what did you do to sort of adapt and like get get accustomed to your new neighborhood? Well, the first few years, what I did was go to my mother's house. I was always at my mother's house, so we all came home at five. So we took her from five on, and the next day we would go. Then, uh, when the baby was school age, we had to put him in school. So you know, I started meeting new people, and we grew into the neighborhood. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> um, and so tell me, do you remember like the first friend you made in Red Hook? <laughs> it was very funny because the first friend that I made, it was a lady that came to borrow some money. And uh, I didn't know them. So, you know, my husband said that that was not a kind of neighborhood, that not to make friends with it. But, you know, he loaned them the money. So we became friends up to today. We're still friends. So that was my very first experience with uh, the people in Red Hook. Okay. And do you remember, like, did she come to your door? Or, like, how did she, how did you first meet her? She came to knock on the door to borrow some money. What did she say? Do you remember? <laughs> I told my husband. I said, the lady here said she needs $10. And then that's when my husband said, well, you don't know. Do you know? I said, no, I don't know. her, But I guess that's the way it is. And she really said she needed the money, so he gave her the money. And then he advised me not to be friends with them. But, you know, as life 
goes on, we know about their needs, why they really needed the money, and so forth and so on. So that's why. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Okay. Um, and, and you're still friends with her? Yes, I'm still friends with her. And we grew old together because at the time I moved here, I was 27 and she was 29. Okay. Now she's 69 or something and I'm 65. So we really became friends. But it was hard. Like I say, it was very hard, especially to the violence that they have in Red Hook. And uh, one that really marked my life was when the principal got shot. Principal Daly, he got shot in 92. Mm-hmm. It was very hard because that was the time I used to go pick up my son from school. Even though he was already 16, 17, I still go pick him up. But it was very hard. And those times we had a shootout every other day. There wasn't a day that there wasn't a shootout in Red Hook. And they called Red Hook the crack, the crack of, you know, that Red Hook was a special place for crack only. But, you know, we was blessed because we was able to raise our son. Well, he's 40 years old now, and he's a responsible person. He had never given us no problems like that. Like I said, he's 40 already. And he did grow up in Red Hook. And everybody knew him, but they would know him as the preacher guy. Because, you know, we go to church and stuff like that. So he was the preacher. Nobody asked for no trouble with us. No, we was upstairs coming in, out, in and out. Right now, my son, he's 40. He's still in the neighborhood. But everybody knows he just come in and come out, in and out. So I think the key to stay in Red Hook is if you mind your business, everything is possible, you know, everything is possible. But it has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. We don't have so much killing. Right now, lately we had a few shooting and stuff. But it has stopped since um, maybe 2004 or six. It has changed a lot. It wasn't like before. Like I said, every week you will have two or three people killed. So it has ceased a lot now, but now they started over again, I believe. But it's everywhere. I think one of they just had a shot a cop Monday. So it, uh, you see, it's all over the place. But back in the day, it was just like Red Hook. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any particular shootings, like the <clears throat> like the day of and what happened and like how you felt or any anyone that like really hit you hard? Well, like I said, Principal Daly, that's one of them. But then we had a young boy named uh, Manny, and he he got killed on a Wednesday. I don't recall the year, but he got killed on a Wednesday at the barber shop right there in Clinton Street. And that boy, he will always go to the cleaners and get his clothes out, and then he go to the barber shop. So the guys came in there and killed him right at the barber shop chair. And it was a Wednesday around five o'clock when he got killed. It was a very sad night. And I was working because I used to work right there in the daycare center. And we saw everything. Then, you saw it happen? You yeah, saw- when you saw the actual, you know, when he got killed, but he, we heard the shots. We saw the kids running out. And then we learned that it was Manny that got killed. Then we had another fellow that his wife was pregnant. And he got killed right in front of the building of a hundred. That was another Wednesday, that's the following week, that it really touched our life. It did, because it was a lot of young people. We had a lot of people that crippled about it. You know, they got crippled to this day. They're walking in wheelchairs like that. 
a lot of pain a lot of pain mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what um tell me about red hook definitely has like a history that has been hard for a lot of people do what did you what did you come to love about red hook when you were living here like when you were raising your son like what did you learn about I, red hook i love the mall the mall is a beautiful place and the park and I remember that I used to be with my son and he would make the angels right in the middle of the mall. And one special time that I like is when my mother used to come, she said that she loved the mall of Red Hook, that it looked like a, like a Christmas car because when it snows like that and the lights, they can kind of dim light, yellowish light, it's a beautiful sight. Even when the rain comes down, the trees, it's beautiful. Because Red Hook is a very beautiful place. Mm -hmm. And I have come to love Red Hook. I do love Red Hook. And I would love to see Red Hook be what it used to be back in the days. Mm -hmm. Because Red Hook always been uh, a place where hardworking people come to live in Red Hook. Especially our forefathers that came from England and those places, they came over here to make it happen. And Red Hook was like a mango. It was like a, um, a dry river something like that and then they dry it up and they make it beautiful so now i know that they're trying to make it beautiful and a lot of people have come to help us here and there's a lot of people that do really appreciate red hook and no matter what they said i think that red hook needs a chance and it will happen when ikea came a lot of people didn't want ikea to come but i knew that ikea was going to give us a lot of jobs and it was going to make us up and it did because a lot of negative people that will be saying that it haven't. But I know it's going up and it will be a nice place to live. Mm -hmm. And I would like to be here when it be nice like that. Mm -hmm. Are there any are there any changes um, that you that you don't like? Are there any ways that Red Hook has changed that you kind of wish it hadn't gone that way? No, everything that had come to Red Hook have been for the good. Because I'm to, looking back to 1977, it was a place that nobody wanted to be here. Now I see it that people wanted to give that hand to Red Hook. And I know it will be up there. So every change that has come, I see it as positive. Because to me, it's a positive change. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of young people that come over here. They're not afraid to come. Back in the day, people didn't want to come. Now I see people coming. It's a new generation. So they want to see things as equal. I see every white people will come down this way. Welcome. Any black people, Hispanic, they go down Court Street, welcome. I see that change. I see that it has changed some. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we've been talking about with Red Hook um, is <clears throat> the idea of the front and the back. Mm -hmm. What do those words mean to you? <laughs> back in the day, they used to say the west side was bad and the east side was better. And when I moved in here, the, the assistant manager, he saw us as a couple, and he said, I'm going to put you to the front because it's much better for you. You're a young family. You'll be better up, up in the front. Then later on, we found out that in the back, it was worse. So I said, oh, so I get the west side is bad, and the east side is much better. Mm -hmm. But then I learned in the long run that you make the side, which side you want to be in. If we would live on the west side, it would still have been the same because we were going to maintain ourselves out of that trouble. So it's what you make of life. If I want to be sitting outside doing nothing, drinking and carrying on, I'm going to be into fights. 
But if I'm gonna be living a productive life, I'm gonna live a productive life. That's how I see that. Okay. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> um, how about like the the back, 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 like over by the water? What would you call that part? That part now, or back in the day. Uh, let's start with back in the day. Back in the day, that part was neglected. There was nothing back there. Everything was broken. Now, if you wanted to go to the piers, there was hole that we had to jump and jump. And if we made a misstep, we would go in the water. But we still went there. But there was nobody there. Nobody there. It was very risky to go back there. What was risky about it? There was nobody there. So anybody could come and rape you or they could come and steal from you. You know, it was very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One time I went with myself, my husband and the baby, and somebody started throwing rocks from an abandoned building. And then we ran out and we came over to, that's by Valentino Park Mm -hmm. back there. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say it was risky to go back there because we didn't know who was hanging back there. It could have been kids just throwing stones. It could have been some dementia people there. We, I don't know, but it was dangerous. And was there any time that like a lot of that like more people would go back there? Like on, I've heard people say that they went over there to watch like the fireworks and stuff. We never went back there for the fireworks because the only one time we went to the fireworks, it was very dangerous. We went to, um, I think it was Hicks, and the firework was out of control and we had the carriage with the baby so everything was just exploding around us so it was a bad experience for us to be with a baby so we decided never to go back there for that now you could go back there because it's civilized everything is controlled back in the day there was no kind of control Mm -hmm. do you go back um, do you go to the, to that part of Red Hook very much, like over by um, Fair, Fairway or Valentino? Yeah, now I do. Now you do. It's beautiful now. Mm-hmm. I even go by myself, uh-huh. and I take selfies, and I take my, my doggies. It's beautiful now. Mm-hmm. What do you like to do over there? Oh, I love the water. I go fishing. We love to go fishing. My husband goes fishing. I go fishing with him, and we enjoy just being there. We see the Statue of Liberty, we see Manhattan, we see everything. Mm-hmm. What, tell, me about, um, tell me about the fishing sort of scene over there. I always see lots of people fishing. Like, are the, do, you, do you know a lot of those people? or Are they Red Hook people? Or are they people from come, come out of oh, Red Hook? No, they come from everywhere now. Everywhere. Let's see, about 100%, 50% of the people are from Red Hook, and the other 50% are from the outside. You see Chinese people there, Vietnamese people. Dominicans, uh, Ecuadorians, you see a lot of, it's a mixture right there, back there. And they seem to become friends. Because you might not know them, but once they come fishing, they help each other out, and we have a conversation. It's nice, it's very nice. That's by Valentino Park. The one by Ikea, everybody knows each other there. And they even take people, some people, they come to get their cars because they get, you know, they have a place back there where they take the cars and they have to come to retrieve the cars. So then the people there will give them a ride back and forth. It's very nice. Okay, nice. And which which spot do you like to go to? The one by Ikea or by the pier? I like Valentino Park. How come? Because they got a lot of grass and you could just lay down on the grass with a blanket. 
You see the people kayaking. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love to be there. Uh-huh. Um, tell me about what type of, um, what kind of fish do you catch there? And They have blue fish, black fish, and um, striped bass. I like the striped bass better. The black fish I don't like and the blue fish I don't like. Okay. But I like the striped bass. And is it pretty easy to catch or do you have to wait a long time? My husband, he gets it right away because he's an experienced fisherman. Me, I be there all day next to him and I don't catch anything. He tells me because I'm talking, but I doubt that I'm talking. It is that he knows how to do it. I don't. Okay. And then do you cook up the striped bass? Yes. How do you make it? Uh, in the oven. With, my, put stuff on it or? Yeah, the, he put, my husband is the one that basically cook. I really don't cook. But he put uh, green peppers, onions, red peppers, the orange peppers, and then he season it and mm, delicious. It's so good. That's great. Um, <clears throat> cool. So, um, okay, I, ha- I have a couple more questions. Um, I want to go back a little bit. I love hearing about Red Hook back in the day. Um, so your son, when he was a little kid um, growing up in Red Hook, um, I've heard a lot of people say, like, you you know, this is kind of like a, a community. Like, people know each other. What was it like um, for him as a child, do you think, or for you as a parent? Like, I've heard people say, like, you know, my kid would go out, but everybody knew them, so I wasn't scared, or I knew somebody would watch her. What was it like for you, like being a parent to a kid here? Well, to me, it was very terrifying because he was my only son, and he was only allowed to go outside with me. He would not go outside without me. But when he was 13, we allowed him to go by himself, but he was supposed to be just in the front. And at 5 o'clock, he was supposed to be upstairs. So at five o'clock, his little friends and even the grandmas around would say, Manny, five o'clock. And then he would come upstairs. And he, t- he didn't say anything about not coming out or anything like that because he knew, he knew why and he knew the reasons. But like I said, he had his little friend. He would play baseball in the front of the house. And it was good for him. But he did maintain a, a curfew until he was 25 years old. Wow. Okay. Uh, his curfew was 7 o'clock. At 25, he had to be home. Uh, it's, it's the truth. And I am so happy that he acknowledged that curfew. Mm-hmm. So when he was 25, I told him that he could come at 11. Ooh. And that's why he said, ooh, just like that. But you know what? He came home at 10.30. Until this day, he come home at 10.30. And then he, one time he told me, I told him, Manny, why you don't stay until 11? Because now you, you know, you're old now. You can stay as long as you want. And then he said, what am I going to do out there after 11? What am I going to do out there after 11? I have to go to work. I have things to do. So what is there? You tell me what is there to do after 11 mm-hmm. on a weekday. And I said, oh, well, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he was happy with it mm-hmm. and to, like I said to this day he's 40 years old and he still come home early and you and he lives with you you all live together yes he lived with me okay yes nice. he lived because you know I became a widow when Manny was 25 that's when I told Manny that he was you know that he could come at 11 because mm-hmm. his father was older mm-hmm. much older than I was so you know we was under his wing but after he died 
I said, oh, well, I'm the teenage now, so, man, you could come at 11. You don't have to come home at 7. Mm -hmm. But that was the outcome. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I've found, like, a lot of families that I've met in Red Hook, they're, like, in multi -ge multiple generations. Um, have you noticed that? And what, what do you think? Yes, is, yes, I do. I have. I see great-grandparents, grandparents, and the mom and the dad, they all be living still in the same apartment. And it seems to be good for them. It seems to work for them because they help one another. So I basically think that's the reason why they do. Yeah, it seems like a good arrangement for a lot of people. And then grandparents mm -hmm. can help with kids and all that stuff, yes. you know. Especially, you know, when they had a lot of young ones. Because they have a, there's a lot of people here that got two and three children from the mom. And then the daughter have a baby. So they help one another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so before we end, um, if you were going to describe Red Hook to somebody who'd never been here before, never even heard of it, how would you describe it? Back in the day or now? Now. Oh, I say Red Hook is a place that is growing, is friendly, and if you have the money to live here, you might as well give it a try. Because right now, Red Hook is very expensive to live very expensive so that's why i say if you had the money you're welcome to come to red hook mm -hmm. do you think that there is um um do you think that there is like a divide in red hook between people who have money and people who have less money is there a divide or is there or is it pretty like i think it's pretty much the same because people that have the money they act like they don't have no money <laughs> they really do. Cause if you go back there by Fairway, they had the big condos over there, and the people they just sitting around in the park with everybody else, mm -hmm. and they shopping in the same areas that we be shopping. Sometimes we'll be saying, "Wow, this is a lot of money," mm -hmm. but if you come to think of it, it's not really a lot of money. It's something that is good for you. But we're so used to sit down which gave us the out-of-day stuff, and they do, you know, their little business. They're really robbing. Their little businesses are robbing. I think Fairway is more fair than the little stores. Do you go to, where do you grocery shop? I don't shop. My husband is the one that goes shopping, and by the way, he goes to Fairway. He goes to Fairway. Okay. So he be fishing right up there, so when he finished fishing, he just go to Fairway, and then he bring this stuff. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, he's the one that does the cooking. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's the, the one that cooks. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do? You worry at all that because they're building like condos and all these sort of expensive places that it's going to become too expensive for people to live here? Yes, I think it's going to be too expensive. But I'm thinking that when they do sell housing, because I know. If they're going to be doing it into condos and things like that, we are ready. A lot of people are ready to buy their own apartments. And I'm right on that line. So you would like to buy an apartment? Yes, in Red Hook. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. okay. Because I know eventually NYCHA is going to be doing something with this apartment like they did in um, Adelphi. There's some buildings there that they sold. So I know eventually it's going to happen here. Okay. So we're ready. Cool. We're saving. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add about Red Hook? Or? No, that I love Red Hook, and it's a beautiful place to be in. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much.